I'd rather be in the house of the Lord praising him. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Come on, sickness didn't slow us down. Inclement weather didn't slow us down. The devil sure can't slow us down. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Yeah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, go and praise him again. Go and lift his name high. about to have a bad year. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I feel that motor. I feel that engine here tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Be imbued by praise. Tell three people around you, I feel good, I feel good, I feel good, I feel good. Tell somebody. Tell them like that. Say, I feel good, I feel good, I feel good, I feel good. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I praise your name. Jesus. Brother Anthony Wilson's had that boot on his leg for a couple of weeks now. I don't know where the boot is, but I know he's up here dancing tonight. Oh, you better. 
better believe it. Our God's a healer. Complete the work, Lord. Complete the work, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I praise him. Go ahead and dance with him. Go ahead and dance with him. Come on, this ain't a fashion show here tonight. I praise you, Lord. Woo, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead in Jesus' name, go ahead. We got time for praise. It's only seven minutes after seven. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Amen. We thank God they had two filled with the Holy Ghost and one baptized at Louisville Central today. We praise God for it. Amen. And besides that, it's Pastor Jackson's birthday. So, happy birthday to him. Amen. Take a deep breath for just a moment. Don't exhale unless you got a mint in your mouth. Don't it feel good in here? We have, we have one more exciting year planned. Two weeks from today, it will be our Pack the House Sunday. We want everybody here. We want you to bring somebody with you. It's going to be powerful all day that Sunday. And February the 13th will be our Friends Day. Uh, March the... 13th, one of those days will be our spring blast, March the 13th. That Sunday evening, we will have a night of praise and worship, no preaching. We have powerful worship teams and mass choirs singing. We want you to get everybody you can here. And, and then Easter, Easter's coming. Also, I have not announced that Brother Bustard will be here. I think it's the third Sunday night in March. We believe that's going to be powerful. Brother Mar Marcus Baptiste is going to be in town here with Hope. And they're going to have a powerful weekend. That's, that's two weeks from this weekend. Um, and then I contacted Brother James Wilson uh, day before yesterday and asked, I said, do you have any, any time, January, February, March, April, somewhere in that range that you could come preach for us? And he texted me back. He said, well, I have one Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the last weekend of April. And he said, but that is a tour date. We're supposed to be on tour um, at that time, and that's the only time that I have. Would you be all you all be interested in hosting a tour night? 
I believe we would. Amen. He'll be preaching for us on that Sunday. I believe it's the 26th. Um, we talked about he's wanting to do the, the worship night on Saturday. We were wanting to do it as a local outreach. Uh, but if the whole tour is going to be here, you know, it won't be like that. But, but we will make it our outreach. And uh, there's tickets sold and all that. But we want everybody here. We want everybody. The tickets really prevent us from having to put out all the money to bring him here. You understand that? Now, we don't, we don't care about that, but that's just the way they do it. And um, he's got material to sell and, and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't know him, they don't come more sincere and more pure. And he's a powerful man of God. He is a tremendous preacher. He's known primarily for his music, but he's a tremendous, powerful preacher. And so... Uh, he is going to be coming. Now, I told him, I said, I'll call you next week. I have something I'd like to float out to you. Now, I don't know if this is going to fly, but I, I would like, because he's wanting to do it on Saturday, because if he do it on Friday, then that cuts out one night where they could be somewhere else. He can't be here Friday and then somewhere else and then back here for Sunday. Um, so I am going to float out the idea of maybe doing back-to-back tour nights. Um, and I believe that we can have a sellout crowd both nights, and I want to use it as an outreach. Amen. But we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I was actually trying to get him here tonight uh, because he is preaching about two hours from here, and I thought they did not have a, they didn't have a Sunday night, and so I thought, well, this is it, man. I'm going to get him in here tomorrow night. And lo and behold, he's, he's at another church tonight. Um, so we're, we're excited about that. You, never, you just don't ever know who's going to come up in here. And um, amen. Our voices that God has given us to speak into the heart of this church will be coming back through this year. And we're just waiting on the Lord to arrange all of that for us. But we're already in it. We're waist deep in it. We're neck deep in it. This is 2022. We're moving on. Amen. That's the way you feel? Amen. I'd like to preach to you for a little bit, if that's all right. Um, if you're done, you can be dismissed. I'll preach to the ones that are left. Um, and I have quoted this passage of Scripture a number of times in the last two to three weeks, and I have I've quoted it many times through the years, but um, I want to use it as my launching pad tonight, and I don't think this message is going to be what you think it's going to be. We will see we'll see what the Holy Ghost does here. But I wanna I wanna turn to Romans chapter eight and verse twenty six. I honor our our ministers on the platform, and we are so thankful for them, amen, and all the work that they are doing in their respective areas of ministry. 8 and 26, now stay with me, okay? Don't, don't try to get ahead of me. Likewise, 
The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Pay attention here. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for who? Now that is not a generic pronoun. He is speaking to the church at Rome. He is saying that the Spirit maketh intercession for us. For us. Not them, but for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the who? For the saints. Everybody say, that's me. According to the will of God. Not the world, but the saints. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. How many of you love God? How many of you are called according to his purpose? Then that means that all things work together for the good of them that love God. I know you know that. Verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now that fits in with those verses regarding the Spirit making intercession. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, he gave the most valuable thing that he had, his own son. If he didn't spare him, but delivered him up, for who? For us all. How will he not with him also freely give us all things? If he gave you that, he'll give you anything else and everything else. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Think about that statement, that question. Who shall lay anything to the charge? What accusation can be made? What evidence can be presented? As a charge against the God's, God's elect, it is God that justifies. So if he's not laying charge, it can't be laid. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession. Everybody say, for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? God gave his son for us, his most treasured prized possession, to demonstrate his love to humanity. Who shall separate us from that love? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Everybody say, I am persuaded. I am persuaded 
that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to really kind of use as the foundation of this thought here tonight the 31st chapter of Romans 8. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I want to preach to you tonight. I have no enemies. Amen. Now I have I have used I have used that title before. I have used that title before. But we're going a little different direction tonight. Amen. Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for the wellness of people in this place and those that are sick are being healed presently. Thank you for your prophetic anointing. Thank you for your revelation. And I pray that you would open our minds and our spirits and help us to know, help us to understand, help us to glean a different perspective on our mission tonight. Help us, Lord. And everybody said in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Now, I, I want to go back in the living Bible. And I want us to dissect the word here tonight is so so powerful. Now, if we leave here with a sermon, um, we'll be just just the same as we were when we walked in. But if we leave here with a a revelation, it can change the course that we are charting. Amen. By the way, I was back at Cracker Barrel today, <laughs> and they had fried okra this time. Mm. And Amen Shauna waited on our table And she was elated to see us Amen And we and the Holy Ghost are going to work on her Amen Get her to church She made the mistake today of telling us that uh, she normally gets off around 4 o'clock. I didn't push the issue today. I didn't even say anything about church today or last week. Amen, but I will. Verse 24, we are saved in the living Bible by trusting. Everybody say trusting. We are saved by trusting. And trusting means, this is in the Living Bible. I think you can see it. Do we have it up there? We, do, do we don't have the Living Bible. But we still don't have the Living Bible. Let me know after church how much money it costs to get the Living Bible. And we will make that happen. So you're going to have to listen to me. We are saved by trusting. And trusting means Looking forward to getting something we don't yet have. 
Now, this is the word of God. And basically what the Lord is saying is you don't have it yet. And the reason you don't have it yet is because I'm teaching you how to trust me. Trusting is looking forward. Anybody looking forward to something? Anybody looking forward to something? That building over there, the Lord's teaching us how to trust him. And whatever it is that you're, you don't yet have. For a man who already has something doesn't need to hope and trust that he will get it. If he has it already. He doesn't need to trust the Lord, but if we must keep trusting God for something that hasn't happened yet, listen, it teaches us to wait patiently and confidently. There's two elements there. The Lord is teaching us patience. How many of you love to be patient? Come on, raise your hand. Hands all over the house. No hands all over the house. But he said the things you don't yet have. He said, he didn't say if you don't have it yet, you may as well give up. What he said was, the reason you don't have it yet is because I'm teaching you to trust me. And he said, if we have to trust God for something that hasn't happened yet, it teaches us to wait patiently and Confidently, confidently, patient and confident. The Lord is building patience and confidence in us when we have to wait on something we don't have yet. Are you getting this? Now that's going to be important to hear in a few minutes in this message. Patience and confidence. It's time to get our confidence back. We're not, we're not just kind of soft pedaling with Jesus. Maybe it'll happen, may it won't. No, it, I'm confident it will happen. How do you know? Because I'm trusting him. My trust is not in that. My trust is in him. And if I trust in him... And I can just wait patiently. The Lord is teaching us right now. Do you understand that? Teaching us for what? For his intended purpose. Because we're called according to his purpose. Some people lose patience. They get frustrated. They're here one minute and gone the next. And let, let me just say this. That patience and confidence go hand in hand with consistency. When you have an opportunity to be in the house of the Lord and you're not here, you apparently have no clue what really God is doing in your life. I got to have it all good or I'm not going to be excited about it. The Lord is educating us in this process. Now he compares verse 26 that I have quoted and read to you many times. He uses that as a segue into verse 26, and he says, in the same way, in the same way, by our faith, the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems and in our praying. For we don't even know what we should pray for 
nor how to pray as we should. But the Holy Spirit prays with us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. Now, I want you to, I want you to think about the intensity of the Spirit when you are praying in the Spirit. You're not just rattling off words that you don't understand. You are speaking words that the one who understands the hearts of people also understands the language of the Spirit. It is his language. And he is expressing it with feeling that cannot be put into words. What that tells me is the Lord is as passionate but probably much more passionate about our future than we are. And the Father who knows all hearts knows, of course, what the Spirit is saying as he pleads for us, pleads, he pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. And we know that all that happens to us. Everybody say, all that happens to us. Got laid off my job. Got sick. Got a bad report. Somebody chewed me out. Somebody lied on me. Marriage is on the rocks. Car broke down. Traffic backing up. Stuck on the side of the road. All that happens to us. Your life is not an accident. It wasn't an accident before God led you to the kingdom of God, but now that you're in the kingdom of God. Every minute of your life is on purpose. It's just not your purpose. It's his purpose. So everything that happens, everything that happens, I want you to think about all the stuff that's happening in your life. Anybody ever had any bad days? I'm going to camp out right here. I know this is elementary preaching for y'all, but we're headed somewhere. All the stuff. I want you to think about this. This is not, I'm not making this up. This is not Gulliver's Travels. This is not Aesop's Fables. This is the Word of God. This is forever settled. Everything. Everybody say everything. All that happens to us is working for our good if we love God. Anybody love God? And if we are fitting into His plans. If we're fitting into his plans. Now, some of the stuff that happens to us is not, fit, it's not happening because we're into his plans or fitting into his plans. It's because he's trying to fit us into his plans. But the spirit is with us. And every time you pray, every time you pray in the spirit, the spirit is not praying for that sinner out there. The spirit is praying for the saints of God. And the spirit is lifting up the people of God. And he's coming alongside of you. And he said, I know you didn't expect that bad news today, but it's going to be all right. Just trust me. I know you didn't think that you were going to get that kind of report, but it's all right. I'm praying with you. Come on. I'm going to give you strength. I know. I know you didn't think that today was going to go like that. I know you didn't think you were going to end up sick again. But I understand. But I'm here. The Holy Ghost is here right now. I'm here to pray with you. So I'm going to pray with you with such a passion. That I can't even I can't even put it into words. I, I can't even I can't even form it into your own language so that you can understand it. I don't need you to understand it. I just need you to learn from it. All that happens, all that happens. I know that's simple. Verse 39, 29, verse 29. 
For from the very beginning, God decided that those who come to him, and all along, he knew who would. You're not predestined, but the church is predestined. And he knew you when you were in your mother's womb, whether you were going to be saved or lost. He didn't destine you to be saved or lost, but he knew whether you'd be saved or lost because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows every decision that you're going to make in your life. And so he said, from the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him and all along he knew who it would be. The Lord knew you before you were even a thought in your mom and daddy's mind. He knew you'd be sitting on this pew here tonight. And he has been working everything in your life for your good, uh, teaching you patience uh, and causing you to become more confident in trusting him. Would you clap your hands if you believe that? Come on, somebody preach with me. So he decided, he decided that those who came to him would, should become like his son so that his son would be the first with many Brothers, we're the brothers of Christ. And have chosen us. He called us to come to him. And when we came, he declared us, listen, not guilty. But Lord, I, I, I was an adulterer. Lord, I was a liar. I was a, I was a fiending criminal. I, I just, you don't know the stuff that I did in my life before. I can't, it doesn't matter what it was. Big, small and middle range, it doesn't matter. When you came to him, he knew that you would come to him. But when you finally did come to him, he could not wait to utter the words, not guilty. Not guilty. I know you've been living in sin, but now you've come to me. You're not guilty. By the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm headed somewhere. So he filled us with Christ's goodness, give us right, and gave us right standing with himself and promised us his glory. Verse 31, what can we ever say to such wonderful things as these? If God is on our side, who can ever be against us? And since he did not spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else? The stuff that you don't have yet, the stuff that you're, you're trusting him for, the stuff you're wondering whether he will ever fulfill or not, the stuff, the prayers you wonder if he's going to answer, is it ever going to come to pass? Is that ever going to happen or whatever? If he gave us his own son, he will surely give us everything else that he has promised and that he has said. Oh, somebody preach with me right now. And he is not going to depend on you to do it by yourself. The Spirit is working with us every day. When we get off track, he said, if you can get in the Spirit, I'll pray with you. If you'll pray in the Spirit, I'll pray with you. The Spirit is making intercession for the saints of God. When you feel like giving up, here comes the Spirit of God lifting you up. When you feel like throwing in the towel because it hadn't happened yet, here comes the Spirit of intercession. Lifting you up and helping you. And so I'm going to tell you, you need to be confident here tonight that you have been patient with God and that you're trusting him. And in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. I'm telling somebody in here tonight, get your confidence back. Oh, clap your hands right now. Come on, square your shoulders and get your confidence back and quit speaking defeat in your life. Let's trust him. 
Let's trust him. Everybody say, I will. I will. Mm. He gave him up for us. So he will surely give us everything else. Verse 33. Who dares accuse us whom God had chosen to be his own? Well, God, no. He is the one who has forgiven us and given us right standing with himself. Who then shall condemn us? Will Christ? No. For he is the one who died for us and came back to life again for us and is sitting at the place of highest honor next to God, listen, pleading for us there in heaven. Lord, have mercy. Help me, Holy Ghost, right now. You think that you're in this by yourself. Well, I just hit a brick wall. I just can't pray hard enough. I just The harder I pray, the worse it gets. The harder I pray, the harder the wall is. I just can't get it to come down. I can't get it to break. The Spirit is praying harder than we're praying. And the Spirit is saying, you got to trust me right now. you got to trust me. you got to trust me. you got to trust me. Because it ain't about stuff and it's not about things and it's not about inheritance and it's not about buildings and all that. I'll give you everything else. It ain't about that. But I got to build a person first. And I got I to gotta teach you to trust me. And if I can teach you to trust me, then I can trust you with everything that I have. I can't give you everything else until I learn to trust you. And I can't trust you completely until you learn to trust me completely. Oh, my God, have mercy. I got to get over this hump right here before I preach the rest of the message. Amen. I want you to believe that the things that God has put in your spirit to pray for are going to come to pass because you're not the only one that's praying for them. It, it has become, and I've said this before, and I'm not trying to be just mean and nasty and ugly or whatever, but you'd be much better off just realizing that the Holy Ghost is your prayer partner Instead of calling around to all 47 people that you know in your life saying, please pray for me, 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 please pray for me. A lot of times that means pray for me because I don't want to pray for myself. But the Holy Ghost is already praying for you. I mean, I, I'm for, hey, look, let's join together and pray. Yeah, we believe in prayer. But my God, quit, quit giving everybody your pity party and just go to your knees and get in the Holy Ghost and pray in that unknown language. And the Holy Ghost is going to come in and give you a breath of strength and give you your confidence back. I'm preaching to somebody that don't have any confidence left with God. And tonight God's about to give it back to you. You believe that God is forsaken you but he hasn't he's teaching you well somebody praise him right now somebody praise him come on now he says here uh, where am I verse 35 who then can ever keep Christ's love from us Anybody ever felt like God didn't love you? Come on, be honest. Anybody ever felt like God forsook you? Didn't answer your prayer? Doesn't hear what you're saying? Come on, folks. Anybody ever felt like God wasn't hearing a word you said? I'm going to help you with that tonight. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Will God? No. Will Christ? No. 
Who then can ever keep Christ's love from us? When we have trouble or calamity, when we are hunted down or destroyed, is it because he doesn't love us anymore? Hello? Anybody ever ask, hey, what are we doing wrong? I got Bible for you tonight. And if we're hungry or penniless or in danger or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No. For the scriptures tell us that for his sake, watch. Now I'm going to just drop a wet blanket on this whole thing right here. But this is Bible. For the scriptures tell us that for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. <laughs> you know why we panic? Because we're afraid he's deserted us. You know why everybody's afraid of COVID? Because they're afraid of dying. He said, we are, boy, it's kind of quiet in here. We are like sheep awaiting slaughter. And the next verse says, but despite all of this. I mean, this, we're, we're awaiting death here. I mean, at any given moment, you know, we just, we just don't know what's going to happen. But we know the Holy Ghost is going to be with us. But despite all of this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. Now, if you get rid of your fear of death, you'll have a fear of nothing else. I've said this before. You can't threaten the people of God with heaven. I'm not trying to stay along any minute, not even one minute longer than the Lord needs me here on this earth. As far as I'm concerned, I'm bulletproof, and I don't have any enemies because if you take me out of this world, I'm going to be one step here and the next step in glory. I don't care. Take me to the chopping block. Take me to the slaughterhouse. All you're going to do is take me to heaven sooner. Now, that's called confidence. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Bible. That's Y'all be seated. Confidence, 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 confidence. My God, what are you so fearful of? Sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. There is no failure with the people of God. There is no enemy that can destroy us. We're not even there yet. Now, Paul says, for I am convinced. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to be convinced tonight. But I am convinced that nothing, let's break that down into two words, no thing. That nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Death can't. Life can't. The angels won't. And all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, are, or where we are, heaven above the sky, or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. When you look at Calvary, 
What you need to, to know is he did that for me. Are you still with me tonight? He did that for me. He, he did that because he loved me. If I was the only person on this earth, Christ would have still taken my place. That's how much God loves me. And he did it while I was a sinner. He didn't wait for me to become a saint or a convert Jew. I couldn't become a saint without the cross. He didn't wait for that. While I was a sinner, I'm sorry, I'm boring some of you. While I was in my deepest, darkest hour, when I was committing the most heinous acts that could ever be committed, when, when you were out there strung out on drugs, when you were an alcoholic, when you were hooked on cigarettes, when you were hooked on pornography, when you were lying and cussing and conniving and lying about everything, you still look at the cross. He did that when you were in that condition. That's the love that God has for us and nothing can separate us from that. His love is not based on what he does for you or what he doesn't do for you. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. I'm convinced that nothing, nothing, death can't, life can't, the angels won't, powers of hell can't. Doesn't matter if we're in the highest places above the sky or the deepest ocean. Nothing will ever separate. I don't have any enemies. I have no enemies. The devil tries to be my enemy, but he's not my enemy. He's my friend. You may prove that to you. He looked at Judas, the betrayer, and he called him his friend. Because anything that pushes you into the plan of God... Anything that pushes you into your destiny. Your destiny might be crucifixion, but it's still the plan of God. And when you're in the plan of God and the purpose of God, I'm going to tell somebody right now, you better quit hating on God's will for your life. You better stop telling him what his will for your life ought to be and where it ought to be. You better watch your mouth because the Lord is working on you. He's trying to turn you into the person that he wants you to be. Stop being negative. Somebody needs to look the devil square in the eye and say, you're not my enemy. You're just, you're just playing at the wind. You think you're going to hinder what I'm doing. All you're doing is making me pray harder. All you're doing is building my confidence. All you're doing is making me realize that as hard as you attack, I'm going to have greater victory. So attack again and I'll have victory again. But you can't win this battle because you're not my enemy. I, am, I cannot be separated by the love of Christ. Now, why is he doing this? Why? Why is the Lord working on us? Why is he working on us? So he can give us a raise? I mean, he'll give you a raise. So he can give you a new car? He'll give you a new car. Get over it. Get over it. Who cares? He'll give you that. He don't care. He'll let you own the most beautiful car as long as the most beautiful car don't own you. He, that's, that's just he, that's wood, hay, stubble. He don't, he don't care about that stuff, but he, you know, he's okay with you having it. It's fine. Stop straining at it. Who cares? It's coming. It's coming. But he's working on you. You're the priceless treasure that he's, that he's working on. Now, why? Because he's got a world to save. 
He saved you when he could have saved anybody else. You're here tonight when anybody else could have been here tonight. This building could have been filled, could have been filled with people, and none of them could have been you, but you're here tonight. You're in a privileged place here tonight, and he didn't save you because you were special. He saved you because he was going to use you to go back into that field and to save other people. Now, now listen. I'm going to tell you what intercession looks like for the saints. Now, we've been talking about praying, praying for the sinner, and, and, and I've been preaching on it. and They've been preaching on it for two or three weeks now, and I've talked about uh, Zacharias and the altar of incense and the priest interceding, whatever, but that was for Israel. It wasn't for the heathen nations. It was for Israel. It wasn't for the lost. It was for Israel. When he, when he said, I sought for a man to stand in the gap, make up the hedge, he said, I want him to stand in the gap for the land. That land was Israel. It was not Babylon. It was not, this was God's people. This was intercession for the people of God. They were, they were backslid. They were apostate, but they were still the people of God, and this was still the land of Israel. This was still the place that had the city where God, where God put his name. And he said, I need, somebody to enter, I need somebody to stand in the gap for the land. I put my name there, and I need somebody to put their life on the line for it. That's what intercession for the saints look like. Now, we pray for the lost, and I'm going to get to praying for the lost here in just a moment. But praying for the lost, I personally don't believe. The last few days, the Lord's been really messing with me lately. And I've just been like, okay, you know, what, what's the deal? Because, because that was for Israel, and then that was for Israel, and then, you know, and, and here's, here's, uh, here's Paul in Romans chapter 8. Are y'all here? Am I making sense? Here's Paul in Romans chapter 8. He said he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. For the saints, he doesn't make intercession for the sinner. Hmm. Isn't that something? Where you find that, it's for the people of God because he's already got the people of God saved. He, needs to, he just needs to get them back in the field. And he wants to make sure that you don't backslide. After all, he's invested in you. Oh, I feel my help right now. Because he's trying to get you back in the field. And he's, get, he's trying to get you to preach the word. He's trying to get you to teach people and make disciples and win souls. And the reason that he is so ready to come up and lift you up in any situation, it doesn't matter. You're not pitiful to him. He will make up the difference in any deficit in your life. He will do it every single time because he has invested in something in you. He has deposited something in you. And that spirit that he has put on the inside of you, he said, I need to make sure that they remain strong. I need to make sure that they're patient with me in trusting with all the things that I said that I would do in their life and I want to make sure that they have confidence because I'm going to send them back in the field and when I send them back in the field I want to make sure there's not a devil out there that can take them out when they're doing the work of God I'm going to be with them if God be for us who can be against us when you're a saint of God and when you've been born again in the water and the spirit you have no enemies because you've got the sovereign God on your side. He's not going to let you fall. Now watch this. Watch this. I know we have this one. This is in the King James Version. I didn't give you this scripture, but let's pull up Acts chapter 4 and verse 23. Am I making sense? Acts 4 and 23. Watch this. You know this. Here it is. Being let go, the disciples had just been said, do not preach again in that name. 
You think it's bad this time? You think you got a little whipping this time, spent a night in a jail this time? Just, just wait till you do it next time. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, by the way, your biggest persecution comes from religious people, not sinners. When they heard that, they lifted up the vo- their voice to God with one accord. Everybody say one accord. I wonder if we could get everybody in one accord here tonight. Instead of looking around, dialing on your phones. and When they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and with the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. They did this to you, Lord. They crucified you. They tortured you. They took you out. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. We got some enemies we're having to deal with here, Lord. We got some people that are trying to intimidate us. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Now look at the result of their prayer. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were already filled with the Holy Ghost. But there was a move of the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. With boldness. With boldness. How are you going to speak the word of God with boldness if you're not even sure that he's hearing your prayer? Their prayer for their own selves, that was a moment of intercession. Lord, behold their threatenings. We're in trouble here. And we're feeling a little puny right now because they threatened us and they told us to stop doing this. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and help us, Lord. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The reason you need to pray is because the Holy Ghost, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost at all times. Because it doesn't matter what kind of news you get when you're filled with the Holy Ghost at all times. Because you realize this is not my enemy. This is working for my good. Because the Lord is preparing me to preach his word and to teach his word. Be careful now that I'm preaching soul winning. I'm not, I'm not getting as much response. But this 24-hour prayer chain, it's about two things. And I'll tell you about the second one in a minute. But it is about getting this church back to a place of boldness. Because when you pray, you walk bold in the Holy Ghost. And when you don't pray, you get carnal and you can't trust God for anything.
But when you're in communication with him and you realize you're surrounded by, am I preaching right now? You realize you're surrounded by angels in this place. Some of you need to come in here and shut all the lights out. Turn the stinking side lights off and let it be as dark as it can be in here and let the Holy Ghost overwhelm you until you sit in that chair and feel like you're fearful to move because of the awesome power of God. You need to feel the power of God on you like that because when you feel that, you'll walk out of here bold as a lion and there won't be anything that will be able to stop you. I'm here to drill it in our heads tonight that we have no enemies oh praise him we have no enemies we have no enemies we have no enemies you can be seated listen to me I'm being as kind as I know how we're going to pray for one another we're going to pray for one another but my prayer is not as valuable to you as the spirit praying when you get in the spirit When you get laid off your job, find the nearest prayer closet. And don't panic because all things are working for your good. When you get a negative doctor's report, we'll pray for you. But find you a prayer closet somewhere and pray through until the boldness of God comes on you. Say, who am I going to preach to? You're going to find a mirror and preach to yourself. And say, self, you have no enemies. And this that they call cancer is not your enemy. This that they call sickness and disease. Hey, by the way, this that they call COVID is not your enemy. I wonder what would happen if the church said, we're not ever going to worry about it another day. If I get a sniffle, I don't care. If I get a sore throat, I don't care. If my fever spikes, I don't care. I don't have any enemies. I'm not afraid of COVID. COVID ought to be afraid of me. Because when I get filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to speak the word of God with boldness. We have to get to a place, I got a little bit more. We have to get to a place where we are not intimidated to talk to sinners about God. What we like to do is do all of our soul winning right here in the sanctuary. We'll pray for them if they'll come in our house. We'll shake their hand and give them a good smile if they're coming to our house on our turf. If they'll come out of the field into our barn. If they can't make it to the barn, God help them. But this Sunday night service, oh man, we, get, we just get tired. My God. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. You know why? All this praise and all this worship and all this excitement, all the goosebumps and the talking in tongues and all that kind of stuff. You know what it's about? It's about getting full of the Holy Ghost. So when you walk out of here, Whatever news comes to you this week, you can just say, (laughs) wow, I didn't see that coming, but the devil is so stupid. Thank you, Mr. Supervisor, for laying me off because I wasn't looking for a job, but now I am. And now God can double my income because I was comfortable where I was. 
<laughs> Wait, we're going to mess up a preach here before it's all said and done. I was comfortable where I was, and I was just dawdling along, making a little living. You know, once I get comfortable, I don't have to pray as hard. But now you've, you've taken me back to the altar. Shame on you, devil. Because now it's going to be bad. You should not have threatened me. Because every time you threaten me, I'm going to turn to the Lord and say, Behold their threatenings. And the Lord is going to come back and he's going to make intercession for the saints of God. And he is going to grant me that with all boldness I will preach the word of God. Come on. You need, I don't care what they call you. I don't care. Well, here they come, Miss Preacher Lady. Here they come, Miss Preacher Man. Oh, yeah, Miss Holier Than Now. You better believe I'm holier than now. I'm much holier than an adulterer. I'm much holier than a fornicator. But you don't have to stay where you are. I'm bold as a lion. And if God did it for me, he can do it for you. Grant us boldness, O oh God. The intercession is for the saints of God so that we can get into the field and do the work of God. But before we do that, we got to realize we don't have any enemies. You can be seated. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall, shall a pay cut or a flat tire? burnout alternator a fight with my spouse shall rebellious children traffic jams weather I don't like a little <coughs> I just don't feel good oh be careful now because I'm losing my compassion help me Holy Ghost when I lose my compassion, I get extremely honest. I'm sorry. There's people that are really too sick to come to church. They are. They are. That's a fact. I'm not setting you up for that. There's people that are truly too sick to come to church. But if you're not too sick to come to church, and you're using your little <coughs> to not come to church, you ain't learned to trust him yet. You don't have no confidence yet. You think you're just coasting along. And the Lord is trying to work his purpose in your life. All things are working for your good. So yeah, every day I'm going to get up and I'm going to do his purpose to the best of my ability. If the Lord tells me to sit still, that's what I'm going to do. If the Lord tells me to go talk to somebody, that's what I'm going to do. If the Lord tells me to do this and do that, that's what I'm going to do. But every day I'm going to wake up because the Lord is working. Am I preaching? Am I preaching right now? Come on, the Lord is trying to teach us to trust him. Now, I told you I'd give you the second reason. The second reason. That this 24-hour prayer chain is going on. I'm asking you not to give up. I'm asking you not to cheat on your slot. I'm asking you not to let somebody else carry the load that you're supposed to carry. I can't carry your load for you. Somebody else, well, somebody else is there. They'll, they'll make sure and fill the slot. It ain't about filling a slot. It's about you getting your fleshly carcass in here and getting it in a subjection to God and getting your confidence back. I'm not trying to be ugly. The second reason, the second reason is to do spiritual warfare for the sinner. Now, spiritual warfare doesn't look like this. Oh, Lord, save my boss. Oh, Lord, save my cousin. Oh, Lord, save my husband. Pretty please. 
saving. Please. 37 seconds later. We have 27 minutes left. Now, spiritual warfare, and I'm not going to talk in tongues, but that's spiritual warfare too. I'm not going to talk in tongues about the second one either. If you mess with me, I will. But this is what spiritual warfare sounds like for the sinner. Devil, take your hands off of them. They're blind and they can't see the truth. Devil, I command you to take your hand off of their eyeballs and let them see the revelation of the truth of Jesus Christ. Now, devil, you take your hands off them, my backslid kids. They don't belong to you. You didn't bring them into this world. I brought them into this world. They belong to God and you can't have them. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That with all boldness, they may preach the word. So here's what you need to preach to your children when they're not here, when they're backslid. Devil! The word of God, which is forever settled in heaven, said, if I train up a child in the way that they should go, that when they get old, they will not depart from it. And you may have them right now, but you won't have them 10 minutes from now because I am going to bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, I, 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 I don't know if I can do that. Well, let them burn in hell then. I mean, just let hell just burn the britches right off of them. Just get a vision of their skin melting off of their skeletal structure. And you'll do that. Just hear one time, they're screaming in hell. Five seconds after the rapture. Five seconds after they leave this world. Get a sound of that piercing scream in them. That they will do for all of eternity. And you'll pray like that. It's 30 minutes that we're praying. It's one hour that we're praying. We're not here to be clock watchers. We are here to loose the captive. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach recovering liberty that the eyes of the blind may be opened the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm here to preach. Are you hearing me tonight, church? This is a soul winning church. And this is a church that believes in spiritual warfare. I've said this before, and this is not, I'm not taking a shot at anybody. I don't even care. But this is how people think. Somebody left this church, it was years ago, long time ago, told one of our saints, that church ain't never going to grow because all they do is spiritual warfare. Right after that, we had our first boot camp. And 399 people got the Holy Ghost in four days. 
Because we ain't ever going to stop doing spiritual warfare. Because until we get to the other side of glory, the battle's not over yet. And so guess what? You may not even be close with your boss, but you can open your mouth and say, Devil, take your hands off of my boss. I'm tired of him cussing everybody out. I'm tired of him lying and conniving and thieving. I'm tired of his immorality. I bind that spirit that has a hold of him. Mm. Mm. Confidence. There is a holy hush in this place right now that's about to bring a holy eruption. The Holy Ghost is interceding for us. Here's the message. Get over the attack of the enemy and stop giving him glory. Well, the devil's just been attacking me. You just wouldn't believe it. No, it's not that I don't believe it. It's that I don't care about it. Because we have authority over him. If I'm a 300-pound dude and a little 30-pound kid comes up and beating on me, what, what do I care about that? The reason you're so intimidated by it is because you don't have confidence with God. The Spirit is making intercession with you so that it would teach you patience and teach you to be confident with God. I'm preaching to somebody. Come on, get up and stop talking about your problems and stop talking about what's going on and stop glorifying your sickness and stop talking about how bad it is and let faith come out of your mouth and preach the Word of God with boldness. And start saying, I'm going to win a soul. I'm going to win a soul. I'm going to win my boss. I'm going to win my whole office. I'm going to win the kids at school. I'm going to win it. They may hate me. They may mock me. They may make fun of me. But I'm going to drag them to this altar in Jesus' name. Oh, somebody praise him right now. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Somebody praise him right now. Somebody praise him right now. Come on, stand and praise him. Stand and praise him. Stand and praise him. Come on, the Lord is about to fill us with the Holy Ghost. And we're about to speak the word of God with boldness. And we're about to do some spiritual warfare in this place. Because we're not here to patty cake with the devil and say, please let him go. No, we're here to take authority over him because we have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And we have the Spirit. We're not worried about our problems because we have the Spirit making intercession for us. That's it. Come on, lift your voice. I've been lifting my voice for almost an hour. Come on, lift your voice. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. I want to hear you right now. I want to hear you. Come on, lift your voice. In the name of Jesus, you can either you can either just put up with your problems. You can either just whatever talk about your problems all the time. You can get mad because something hadn't happened yet. Or you can get on your knees. 
or you can stand on your feet for that matter and you can open your mouth and say something is about to change in my life come on I'm preaching to some saint of God it's time to get your confidence back it's time to get your gold boldness back it's time to pray in the Holy Ghost right now come on I feel it right now I feel an authority in this place that's it, come on. I don't know why there's anybody left in the pews right now. Right now, as you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit is making intercession for you. The Spirit is pleading for you. In the name of Jesus, oh God, somebody's going to walk out of this place and say, I'm tired of every distraction. I'm tired of every attack. I'm tired of putting my attention on what's going wrong. In the name of Jesus, I'm not going to do it anymore. And miracle signs and wonders. Grant miracle signs and wonders Lord that's it come on some of you are going to pray till you get past your flesh your flesh is what's holding you back not the devil the devil is powerless to the anointing that's on your life in Jesus' name, oh God, I feel something right now. I feel an urgency in this place here tonight. Somebody's about to cross over. Somebody's about to move into a new place with God. Somebody's about to walk in a new boldness with God. That's it, come on. That's it, come on. Come on, greater faith. Come on, greater faith. Come on, greater faith. We're not here to coast through life. We're not here to coast through. Come on. Come on, I'm going to push you right now. I'm going to push you right now because I want you to understand the prayer. The Spirit is praying passionately for you right now. Oh, Hallelujah. All things work together for the good of them that love God. Who are the called according to his purpose? It's going to happen. My kids are coming. My kids are coming. My spouse is coming in this year. My cousins are coming in this year. My nephews are coming in this year. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's hear it. Pray in, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues right now. But I want you to pray with authority. And I want you to hear and repeat. Don't speak in that same tongue you always speak in. Hear and repeat right now. The Bible said the devil coming down, having great, great wrath because he knoweth that he had but a short time and that the Antichrist will make war with the saints. Well, I got news for you. We're going to make war back. That's it, come on, I need some warriors. I know some of you have been sick, but the Lord's about to heal you in this place. 
Jesus, Jesus, I feel it happening. I feel it happening right now. 